Hey everyone, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. So last week I shot the vlog in my office in my bunny slippers, essentially, <laughs> in my pink flannel pajama bottoms and slippers. And um, I talked about how I hadn't been doing well and that I'd been going through a rough time and I didn't quite know what it was about. And I talked about how leaning into my bright lines had really helped. Um, this week, I'm happy to report that uh, the funk has passed and it was, um, it was bad. It lasted three or four weeks. And there were times during that, I'm calling it like an existential crisis or a dark night of the soul, or that's kind of what it felt like. There were times when I was um, feeling so lost and so um, unmoored, ungrounded, that I was driving down the road, kind of looking at passersby and thinking, how are you functioning? Like, what do you believe? What, what community do you belong to? What's, what's grounding you into this earth? Do you have like a, a framework that you're following or some kind of community that's buoying you up? And it was thoughts like that that made it clear that the combination of leaving my 12-step program, which I was so devoted to for so long, and my religion, um, in pretty short order, um, had thrown me into kind of a, um, a feeling of ungroundedness that I'd never really encountered. Um, the, the religion and the 12 step grounding had both been there since my early twenties and, um, to give them both up in a fairly short amount of time. Um, it had a big impact and I noticed during that time also I'd be sitting there eating my breakfast or whatever minding my business and this voice would come up on my head that would say I hate my life I hate my business and like I just don't think that way I, I typically have a very uh, positive deep subconscious <laughs> that that sends me thoughts like I love my life and oh I feel so blessed and Ooh, I love my bathroom and just, you know, happy things like that. But I wasn't getting any happy messages. I was getting these. So I thought, um, I hate my business. I wonder what that's about. Um, and around that time, someone posted in the Bright Lifers community, um, you know, that she was disgruntled with the marketing of Brightline Eating and, um, uh, yeah, mostly that, you know, that it that she felt conflicted because she loves bright line eating, but at the same time, you know, the emails that she gets and stuff that she just, she wasn't loving it. And it was, you know, she felt conflicted and I posted back and I was like, I feel you. Like I feel, you know, in that existential funk, I was feeling the same thing. And, um, I thought back to the decision I made early in bright line eating to, um, do this affiliate marketing thing, which is basically, you know, people who have email lists like me, um, support each other, right? Um, not all of them universally, but like strategically, the ones that you like, who you think are doing good stuff, you send an email for their stuff and they send an email for your stuff. And in that way, um, you reach a much bigger audience. It's really how Brightline Eating has grown as fast as it has. Um, and hearing this woman say that she didn't love receiving those emails, I thought, why aren't, 
we giving people an option to opt out of those? I did have someone on my team working on that a couple years ago and she didn't work out as an employee. And when she left, that project um, got lost in the shuffle essentially. And it, it hit me again like a ton of bricks in this, in this low place that I was at. Um, I need to give people an option to not receive those emails. You know, it's funny because several people in that thread said, I actually like receiving those emails. You know, Susan vets stuff for us and I often find stuff that I think is really interesting in that mix. I ignore the ones that I don't like and, you know, I appreciate the ones that I do like. I click on stuff that, you know, ends up being a good thing for me. And, and a lot of people pointed out, I'm kind of grateful for those emails because that's how I found Susan and Brightline Eating, you know. Um, and other people posted, yeah, I feel the same way. I don't, I don't want to receive those emails. So um, one of the productive things that came out of that period of angst is that I'm happy to announce that you can now opt out of those emails if you don't want to receive them. If you want to keep receiving emails from me about the weekly vlog or a webinar that I do or whatever, but you don't want to receive emails um, telling you about anyone else's stuff, um, every time we send an email out, which I think one is going out tomorrow um, now, that, that tells you about someone else's stuff, there will be a little line at the bottom that says, if you don't want to receive these anymore, click here. And all you got to do is click on that link and our system will opt you out of receiving those. So I'm excited about that and I feel good about that. So... For those of you who are doing a little happy dance now, you're welcome. And those who want to stay opted in, stay opted in. You know, um, you will sometimes. You know, there's some some things I tell you about that I believe in more than anything else I know, like the Food Revolution Summit and Ari Witten's Energy Blueprint. I mean, there's things that I share with you that are life-saving. Um, and anyway, you know, but if you don't want to receive them, absolutely don't receive them. I love um, the idea of how important it is that everyone gets to be at choice. You know, we are at choice. Ah, <sighs> it's one of the good things about living in the world we live in right now. You know, most of us are at choice. So um, I want to talk more about this whole like, you know, um, feeling unmoored and, you know, not sure about what I believe. I sat in it you know, I considered for a hot second going back to my 12-step program. I never considered going back to my religion. That, that one feels really clear to me. But I didn't go back to either. And I sat in the angst and the feeling of lostness and the existential pull on me and the feeling of I don't know what I believe. And I was talking to a friend of mine, really good friend of mine, and she called me out on it. She said, Susan, you do know what you believe. She said, you're telling yourself right now that you don't, but actually you do. And I was so bought into the story in that moment that I'm lost and I don't know what I believe that her words felt like a smack upside the head. And when I considered them for just a second, I was like, you know what, you're right. I do, I mean, you know, in terms of, the unknowable, right? All I know is that I believe in some kind of unknowable essence, right? It, it, I mean, I don't make any claims about being clear about what God is. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but for example, um, the unknowable essence that I believe in is purely and definitively love 
and, and, and kindness and caring and compassion and forgiveness and mercy. There's no vengeance or retribution or punishment in that at all for me. Um, you know, so that's one example of something that I believe. Um, anyway, the days passed and I washed in and out of this torturous, lost place. And then it passed. And for about 48 hours, I was not willing to claim that it had passed <laughs> because I was so shell-shocked from how bad it had been that it felt like almost a betrayal to the dark place I'd been in to say that it had lifted. Um, and maybe there was some sense of like waiting for the other shoe to drop because it sometimes would come in and out, right? And so I was kind of waiting for it to come back. And then uh, right around the time that I gave the first webinar with Everett last week, uh, I had a really enjoyable time on that webinar. And um, the joy that I felt after that, that was the capstone of like, okay, it really has passed. I'm fine. And then my little eye that I've developed in Bright Line Eating that says, seek the lesson after every binge, after every break, after every trauma, after every cry, after every argument, seek the lesson. Like, where's the gift? Where's the lesson? How are we moving forward better, stronger, more unstoppable because of this? And I started seeking the lesson and the lesson was there right away so clearly. And the lesson was, I feel really, for the first time, strong in my own beliefs. I feel like in that suffering, I grew a root. I grew some strength. I grew some conviction. I grew some sense of owning my own perspective on things. Even if there's no organized body of writings that elucidates it, even if there's no large community of people around the world that are practicing it, even if I'm not plugged into any specific you know, laid out framework, I know what I believe and I feel clear and proud, honestly, of my own perspective. I own it and I'm not going back to any other way. Like the, the notion of the self-authoring mind, which I talked about in my vlog, Faith and Adult Development, I have a self-authoring mind and um, I am choosing my perspective on this world. And at the moment, it doesn't line up perfectly with any laid out structured belief system that involves a large community of people. And for the first time, I became okay with that. And then I started to think at a meta level about the value of suffering and about how the things that matter most to me in life I have suffered for. And that includes my Bright Line Eating journey. Absolutely, without fail. If you've been doing Bright Line Eating for any stretch of time, you have suffered for it. And the longer you do Bright Line Eating, the more you suffer for it. It's sort of the same way that uh, marriages, when they've lasted a long, long time, come to matter because, I'm sorry, but you don't get to stay married for 10 or 20 or 29 or 39 or 49 years. 
without suffering for your marriage. And when you hold on to something through the suffering, you grow a root. You, you develop a depth of appreciation for that that you just can't get any other way. There are psychologists who posit that one of the reasons that the bond between parents and their children is so strong is that parents suffer so much, especially in the early days of raising those kids, right? To get a baby to six months alive requires so much suffering, it's unreal. I remember when my twins were newborns, I remember calling a friend of mine who didn't have any kids and I said, there's some kind of conspiracy going on. I was like, I was whacked out on sleep deprivation, but I believed it. Like I was like, there is a conspiracy. Like so many people have had kids and nobody's telling you how horrible it is. It's so horrible. Like this is the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life. And I cannot believe that nobody told me it was gonna be this bad. Oh. <laughs> we suffer for our babies, seriously. And as we watch ourselves be willing to walk through that suffering, we grow to value them so much. So if your Brightline eating is feeling hard, it's feeling like suffering, which it does sometimes, and you're walking through that, I just want you to know that there's a value in that suffering. You are growing roots in a new perspective, a new identity a new way of relating to yourself around food. And if you don't turn back, if you decide to be unstoppable through that suffering, it will matter more to you than you will ever know. So this vlog is for anyone who's ever stuck with something through the suffering and come out the other end and decided that it was worth it. <sighs> That's where I'm at today and I love you. And I'll see you next week.